Live from Hollywood Studios in Florida, this is American Gladiators! Start the theme music. Outstanding. Shit. Hollywood Studios, Florida? It, yeah, there is a Hollywood, Florida, actually, I, th- I, I think. I think there's, like, another one somewhere else. I mean, it's when you when you look at it, it's its own word. Look at Paul Hollywood from Bake Show. Yeah. He has nothing to do with... He has nothing to, he has nothing to do with America. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's nothing to do with Hollywood Hulk Hogan. Welcome, dear listener readers. Hello, everyone. To Slow Readers. Your weekly fast-paced literature podcast. Brought to you by Top Gallant Radio. Here, the conversation is always on books. It's always on reading. It's always on words on the page. It's always on sports. It's always on muscles. It's always on recovering after major life threats. It's always on persevering. It's always on zen. It's always on the gladiator way. It's always on yoga. It's always on calming the beast. It's always on uh, showing up at kids' birthday parties when they dress as superheroes and you do your best to do a Voldemort thing without knowing who Voldemort is. This is expliteriture at its finest. We are the bad boys of literature, comedy, podcasting. Yeah, we're the clown prince of podcasting. (laughs) Phil, throw shame on him, please. For the listener's sake, uh, Gabe was shaking his head. Yes. Every time. Oh, you didn't see it coming. Uh, (laughs) Nope. Well, honestly, like leading into it now, I have to say it's like this thing where it's it like, has to be. Done. It has to be. It like, must oh, yeah. be. It's our branding now. Gabe. Yeah. Who and what are you? Hello, everyone. My name is Gabe Mara. I'm a comedian every now and again. I'm a writer and a podcast producer of some note. Co-host, beer drinker. Who are you? I'm Daniel Gonzalez. Gonzalez, Gonzalez an audio Gonzalez, producer, Gonzalez. a writer, editor, and an author of speculative fiction. Upmarket. 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 And speaking of upmarket, we have an upmarket guest over here. That's the biggest compliment I've ever gotten. Yeah. Yeah. Upmarket guest, drinking it's, jug wine. It's less of a compliment and more of just a fuck you to apparently all our other guests. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Pretty much. I mean, <laughs> everyone else is down market. Everyone else is like, you know. Sorry, Christy. Sorry, Katie. Sorry, guys. But, uh,. <laughs> but me, which, good. Uh, guest, who and what are you, sir? I am Dr. Phil Laporta, co-host of the Ooh. Whip Around podcast, physicist, mm-hmm. professor, um, amateur drink mixer, and currently drinker of super low-end Italian jug wine that I enjoy very much. <laughs> Woo! And also yeah. martial artist. Yeah. A broken martial artist. Yes. Bro- yeah. Temporarily. Temporarily out of order. That sounds like a really awesome, uh, like, Shaw Brothers film. Broken martial artist. Oh, my God. Yeah. Yes. Oh. All right. That's it. I'll do that's my own wire real- work. I'll just get me yeah, in there. Yeah, like, all of his limbs are busted, but they've healed weird. So all of his angles are really fucked up and fighting, and no one can beat him for that reason. I would sign on to this movie, movie in a heartbeat. Starring Dan Nitro Clark. I, I had. Oh, he would probably oh, do it. I tell you what, I would pay to huh? see this. Yeah, yeah. I, I was putting that along with another idea that I've had, where it's broken martial arts, which is basically a hardcore martial artist who like breaks his leg and needs to recover for like months. So like it's just the story of the martial artist, just like kind of like sitting in a chair, kind of doing their doing this thing. And also, I, I want to marry that with the other idea that I got from a best of the worst video. Okay, um, Red Letter Media, which is uh the it's who's it, sponsoring us by it's the way. A city where everybody is just a martial artist. 
Like, okay. <laughs> so you can start from more like practical martial artist kind of ways where it's just like, it's like crime on the street. And then eventually it's like accounting, but like it's just martial arts just happens. <laughs> that honestly sounds like Stephen Chow's like dream. Yeah. No, I bet. That's the world he wanted to live in 100%. Yeah. He can still make it happen. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not? he's not going anywhere. The last movie he made was like one of the highest grossing movies ever, right? Yeah. The Mermaid. Yeah. It was all right. I think it's fucking, yeah, but it's, it, I've it, not seen it. He's one of the it does, highest It doesn't matter what ever. I think. Yeah. It made like more money than God. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, Gabe is a huge Avatar fan. Oh no! <laughs> oh no! Listen, Daniel, you it. don't you don't get the throw stones. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Daniel, I, I feel like that should, that would pertain to you well. You could be Daniel Damage Gonzalez. Oh no! Oh, no! <laughs> Damage Gonzalez. Oh, I truly sound like a Latino. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! Yeah, no. Yeah. That that would be like painted on your motorcycle. <laughs> oh, damaged. Yeah. Yeah. Daniel Damage Gonzalez. Exactly. Uh, That's your call sign. Com- complete. Uh, kind of. Uh, anecdote here um <laughs> anecdote and gables let's say oh wow oh, throwback. Well, uh, call back yeah recall back to the ain't to the ancient years um but uh, i was ta- i was talking to my mother on the phone and i just mentioned it's like oh yeah real nice area that, that i live in but i was saying like oh but now and then and i this is all i said it's like but you know there are like these like really loud like fucking expensive cars with really loud motors just like zooming down our street sometimes didn't say anything else my mother just goes like you're latino you should be able to hang out with them <laughs> <laughs> Your mom, said, mom that? said that to yes. you. Yeah, <laughs> that's so strange. That's awesome. <laughs> it, it is. That's a, that's one. That's 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 my mother. I yeah. like her. Good old. Thank Gina. you. Thank you, Doctor Phil. Yes, I do. So if mom, you like moms are this... my target demographic, though. But that's a whole other anecdote. <laughs> I'm not going to get into I, that. I believe that completely. Mom Slayer. If you like this kind of nonsense, if you love Dr. Phil on the show, please go to Apple Podcasts and leave us a star rating and write us a review. We need your reviews to grow. And shit, while he's here, um, go um, rate and review the Whip Around podcast, our kissing cousin podcast. Friend. Cousin. Mwah. Yeah. Yo. Um, Daniel, <laughs> mm-hmm. do we have any new reviews? Oh, actually, I didn't check. One second. I can tell you. <laughs> We have none. I was gonna okay, say because y'all don't love us. You're prolonging the agony, Daniel. How dare you? Uh, <laughs> I hear my friend I'll... Gabe suffer every week because of you. Every week, uh, just like because you know, of me. Go ahead. Don't leave us reviews. I don't care. I don't need any of you. Yeah, I, I, don't I blame need you, no Daniel, one. because then you break his heart by saying no. Oh, yeah. I tell you what, we do. We don't have any uh, new like written reviews, but I see we have okay. a new star review. I believe that's probably a five star review because we Sweet. used to have twenty six. Now we have twenty seven. I'll take, I'll take it, guys. A, a silent majority. All right. This is how we win. Yeah. Uh, and that's the end of the show. Bye. All right. Thanks, Phil. <laughs> All right. Thanks for having me. Uh, Bye. But yeah, uh, don't forget, all y'all out there, d- leave a like and review. Uh, you can't like it. Um, <laughs> leave, a, leave a star review. You and can, can like it. it. You can follow you can and heart it on Spotify. Yeah. You can, yeah, yeah. Oh, you can do that? Yeah. yeah. Spotify. You know what? What's going on with Stitcher? Stitcher went through like a whole thing. Yeah, Stitcher has not been good for me lately. Uh, it really still exists. It. It's been. It, oh no, they have a new interface. It's, it's oh. significantly worse. Yeah, it it looks cleaner, but it's also confusing and worse. Um, and also, Stitcher has always been the 
the, uh, I'm sure, uh, the slow one of like the whole group of uh, of popular podcatchers. Sure. I, I stumble with that because I'm like, that's not PC. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you saved yourself. Yeah. That was uh, that was Barely. pretty good. Otherwise, you might have actually had to do yeah. some editing. That was good. Yeah. Hey. Ah, I don't think so. <laughs> no, I'd leave it. Uh, that said. Um, that said. So let's let's talk about a thing because uh, uh, we have a special book to talk about. Mm-hmm. And this is one specifically we had to bring in physical. Our- Copy. Our dear oh, friend, yeah. Dr. Phil Laporta over here, holding his copy of the book that we're reading, that we've read for this episode, F Dying by Dan Clark the Nitro. Yes, that's <laughs> Daniel's strange appellation for the man. Actually, I fucked it up again. It's Dan, Dan Nitro, Nitro the Clark. Clark. Oh, How hard is, is that, Clark. man? Come on. That, sure. that was that was. It's got to be easier actually... than octopodes. Get it right. Octopodes. Come on. <laughs> We're not going there, uh, <laughs> but uh, but yeah, no. We lo- that's the weird Thanksgiving dinner argument that always happens between our podcasts. Yes, that is that is the <laughs> that is the political argument that that our podcasts are having. Right yeah, now, and I know, okay? I'm just like sitting back playing, angrily like, passing Dash. a green bean casserole to the person <laughs> yep. who doesn't pronounce it correctly. And we're all just <sighs> we're all just like like don't talk about it this time. Yeah, don't bring gonna, it up. We're not gonna bring don't it up. Don't bring it up. <laughs> and I, I'm like whatever. I don't like them. They make me they make me uncomfortable. Oh, um, also, I, I do want to say, speaking of um, drinking things, uh, a special shout out to uh, uh, <laughs> Mac. I just realized I don't know how to say his McLeod. name. McLeod. McLeod, right? Yeah, McLeod, like Fox McLeod. Well, yeah, but it's not like it doesn't it's look like McLeod. So yeah. it's, it's McLeod. McLeod Ale. Yeah, it's spelled like Mac. Isn't that how uh, Connor McLeod spells it in the Highlander? I believe so. Yeah, he doesn't spell like like Fox McCloud. S- still haven't seen uh, uh, Highlander. So, no. dude, is Spencer a fucking Highlander? Oh, that'd be nice. Oh. Thanks to our friend Spencer <laughs> Neapolitan, who works at the McCloud Brewing Company in Van Nuys, California, for the wonderful beers he gave us. They yeah. are delightful. Actually, I'm, I'm drinking right now. The first beer he ever made it is a cherry porter, and it is fucking delicious. I Ooh. had one of those uh, last night. It was really, really good. Right now, I'm having The Lion, The Witch, and The Warmer. A winter warmer, 2020. I like um, it. It's very, I wasn't very expecting good. Yeah. that turn. Phil, tell us more about your wine. Oh, it is. Booze uh, Corner. <laughs> yeah. I was going to say, this is the wine that was always in my house growing up. My dad and, and my stepmom still drink it. It's Opichi. It is cheap, very simple, very sweet red Italian wine. Oof. But it is just reminds me of childhood, and I don't <laughs> mind it at all. And it comes in the big gallon jug. And I don't think it comes in a smaller size. <laughs> That's so honestly like I haven't had I jug wine since uh like twenty ten when I drank an entire fucker of that and had like my, oh my worst God. young hangover. Yeah, uh, I could oh, see that. We're we're, we're kinda of glossing over this thing. That that one reminds you of your childhood? <laughs> Damn, yeah, he's Italian. Yeah. Okay. I mean, that, that, I was say, I just want to say, like, so yeah, it's because you're Italian. You just been drinking. Yeah. Well, a but this was the kind of dinner. Yeah, absolutely. It was just always with dinner. It was never like a taboo or anything. It was like, do you want wine? And I was like, all right, I'll have a glass. And yeah, Daniel, or, Americans know. are the weird ones for not respecting alcohol towards children. Whereas in European countries, you were learned, you were taught to respect wine. That you have wine if like you get, the kids get a little bit of wine if dinner, and then it doesn't become this weird, stupid thing that Americans do, where you're denied it for so long, and then you go into the middle of a cornfield with a bunch of assholes, and you just blast it because you have nowhere else to drink it, and you uh-huh. act irresponsibly. Yeah, no, that that's also a that's thing. a statistic. That's, that's also real. a th- weird this is thing true, with America. Yeah. With uh, the Americans, the fact that only in America you need to be 21 to drink, and I think most play other places it's just 18. 18. Like, 18, yeah. I wonder if there are how many other places in the world. Uh, do do the twenty one. Also, let's talk about the meter system. Hey. All right, the metric system. <laughs> the meter the, system. The, did you the say metric. the meter system? 
And then I corrected myself. <laughs> if I could reach through system. this computer and slap you, I would. <laughs> I just want to let you know that right now. The uh, metric system, Daniel. Let's see you catch me, zombie leg. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's necro, bitch. I'll get you. <laughs> necro leg. Necrophil. Necrophil. What would be the way to say Oh, no. That? Don't. Um, that, that's just going the wrong way with that word. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Necro. Oh, yeah. It just. <laughs> it does, it, in my mind, Phil Lat Porter. Yeah, you you sound like like a reject from like a Guilty Gear or something. Nah, or a, I'm, or you a know bad what? Street Fighter. I'm okay with that. That's fine. Yeah, that way you're kind of charming and cel shaded. It's like he's the guy that no. I'm the guy that nobody picks unless it's like I dare you to pick him. It's like all right, fine, I'll fight with this guy. Yeah, the low tier guy. <laughs> and yeah, if you're good at him, he's invincible. But like, unless you're perfect, then you just get yeah. killed. Pure just like the, technique. Just like all those fighting uh, in the Street Fighter games, those characters who have like the, the hold uh, uh, attacks, they're crazy. I don't get them. That's grapplers. it. We have, no, not the grapplers. I'm talking about like the M. Bison's where you like hold back two Oh, seconds the guile types. Yeah, what, what do you call that? There's oh, a there's a word for it. I was trying to remember. Guile type. Anyway, uh, so. Zoners. To pull, to pull back uh, two Bs. Uh, to reference robot shocks. Uh, <laughs> gotcha. And uh, <laughs> it's a reference that no one will get. Um, but I do want to say that we just to pull it back to the book that we had to talk about. Is that oh right? I, there's, that's why I'm here. We mm-hmm. we had to bring back Dr. Phil Laporta uh, second time on the show, right? Just third time. Third time no, on the show. No, he did Great Gatsby with us. That oh, was yeah. the first give, time I was on, and then I, I did, did not remember that Gladiator. <laughs> Roy, a tale of Roy's rage and redemption. I can't say it. A tale of Roy's rage <laughs> oh, and redemption. I could reach screen and bitch slap you. My impression of you. Just wait until the next time we're in the same area code. I'm gonna. <laughs> <laughs> Phil's gonna throw his leg at you. All right. <laughs> Speaking of legs, um, I did uh, I, I did uh, I did some small research into uh, Dan Clark. Into fuck dying. Into fu- and a little bit Dan into Nitro and Clark. A, a little bit into f dying, but also just to catch people on who like for example because we keep mentioning this guy Dan Clark. Even American Gladiators is something that people might not know. Yeah. Um. So I just wanted to catch people up. I did some like a little bit of like kind of research and also talked about like where Dan Clark is right now, which sure. we kind of already talked about. For those in the cheap seats. Those in the cheap seats. For those who haven't been watching Pluto TV. Mm-hmm. All right. <clears throat> Danny Lee Clark, which is how he's credited on his Wikipedia page right now. Yes. Uh, is a motivational speaker, health and fitness expert, athlete, television personality, writer, actor, and producer. Uh, he also briefly played for the NFL team, the LA Rams. Hey, represent. Uh, he's also, but he's mostly known for uh, American Gladiators, where he appeared as the cocky gladiator Nitro. Nitro! Yes. And uh, and I actually didn't write it out, but uh, Gabe, can you briefly describe like the concept of the American Gladiators show? Sure. So very briefly, um, it was a live kind of sporting event of sorts. It was a com- competition where amateur athletes compete in tests of strength, dexterity, agility against the American Gladiators, Pa-pow. buff warriors and red, white, and blue spandex doing events like racing up a wall or jousting of q-tips or shooting kind of like obstacle courses it was a great time very cheesy and it was a staple of any 90s kids sunday morning yeah but yeah and if you're like our generation between like the three of us right now like you saw american gladiators it was yeah it was, it was or you were cool all right or you caught I mean, it in or syndication being... later when it was like on usa in the afternoon you like saw it all then that too yeah. Or you could be cool now and catch it on Pluto TV on the channel that literally just runs it front to back 24-7. Yep. I've been watching that. on Pluto TV while I work. I either watch American Gladiators or Bob Ross yes. or I watch Carson. 
And that's what my dad's movie. been watching. Actually, Bob, Bob Ross is on a uh, uh, Pluto. Yeah, twenty-four oh, yeah. hours. Bob Ross. It's really great. It's so soothing. Yeah, oh nice. my god, yeah, it's wonderful. <laughs> I love him so much. Uh, move, moving on. Um, he, uh, Dan Clark was a <laughs> Dan Clark, aka Nitro, yeah. was a feature gladiator from 1989 through 1992. One of the originals. And 1994 yes. through 1995. Yeah, he was one of the original uh, 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 six, six, six of uh, uh, gladiators in the in the show in the in the very entertaining. Uh, pilot episode which is great oh my just shot in a high school gym yeah high school gym Pretty and much. there's like this medieval there's like this quasi medieval thing going on it's, yeah, it's crazy with the, with the executioner hood yeah. hooded uh, referee <laughs> there's like no. gothic trees or something like that. yeah <laughs> <laughs> alright um, he was the analyst and co-host for the final season and was a producer for the 2007 version. Uh, Clark was the on-air host for the marathon of the original series that aired right before the new ve- the new version started airing again. Uh, he also commented on the episodes and to- well, for when he was doing the marathon, he commented on the episodes and told behind-the-scenes stories and trivia, which actually sounds like a, a really fucking fan, fun yeah, time. Yeah, it was a great time. Oh, I'd be uh, honest. Yeah. <clears throat> Um, I do want to say, because uh, we talked about this before, like the the new, I think it's called the New American Gladiators, right? It's just called it's American just, Gladiators. Yeah, it just had American Gladiators. Okay, it, yeah, well, it only lasted two seasons before it was canceled, but Correct. Uh, when it did... De- when it debuted, it debuted to 40 million viewers, which is one of like yeah. the highest rated debuts of that season. So like, I guess things either just really fizzled out, fizzled I, guess. out I guess, very quickly. I think part of what <clears> was <throat> wrong with it is that they tried to not unwisely incorporate long form kind of things. It was more like people came back. It was more like a long kind of, there's a long list of competitors and you just come back week after week after week to compete mm-hmm. until there was a final tournament style kind of thing. But I think that people just kind of didn't latch onto that. It was better as more as individual episodes, in my opinion. I, Anyway. I, I think I, they I like that tried idea. to take it too <laughs> yeah. much. I think they tried to take it too seriously because they'll have those on mm, Pluto impossible. too, and it's like it's like overproduced and like nobody seems to be having fun. Like you watch the original run of it, and it's like everybody's like the gladiators are having fun and laughing, the contenders are enjoying it. This was mm-hmm. like they're trying to be way too serious and leaning into it way too much, and it just does not mm-hmm. carry quite well. I, I don't I, think. I, yeah, I've yet to see any of the uh, the newer episodes. Yeah, I watched a, uh, the first two or three episodes. Right. It's uh, it's not good. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's not mm. good. Uh, well, 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 we'll see. I mean, maybe I'll watch some new episodes after this. I don't know. Uh, yeah. Clark made numerous appearances in television and film, uh, appearing in projects such as Death Becomes Her, Equilibrium, Ellen, the TV show. Yeah. Uh, Walker. Uh, he 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 is credited as being the last straight man to date Ellen in a TV show. Yes, he is. Uh, he was a Walker, Texas Ranger, VIP, married with children, saved by the bell, and many others. Uh, he was the writer, di- uh, writer, director, producer for the film Looking for Bruce, which he actually uh, he alludes to in this book. I'm mm-hmm. um, saying that like, oh, the investors made back their money and that's a huge victory. But, you know, we'll, right. we'll get into that later. Yeah. Uh, he wrote many screenplays, included, including uh, Battle of Harlem, a biopic about the first uh, African-American NYPD officer. Cool. Uh, cool. Clark published his first book in 2009. That was the memoir. Gladiator, a story of roids, rage, and redemption. Hell yeah. Uh, and his second book was published in 2017, which is F Dying. Uh, F Dying, uh, which we're going to talk about in a moment, uh, is kind of begins with uh, uh, Clark's heart attack that he had back in 2013. Mm. Uh, <clears throat> and in recent news, on December 11th of 2020... Super recent news. You guys are on top of That's this. very recent news. Yes, very recent. Like, not even 10 days ago? What the fuck day is it? Today's the uh, 19th. Yeah, like eight days ago. Uh, Clark had a total knee replacement surgery. 
which is not a fancy word for something else. No, that is literal. <laughs> it's straight up that. Yeah, it is. Hey, what does that mean? Total knee replacement surgery. Well, you take well, the knee. The, what the hell do you, you throw think it out? <laughs> Put your you new one. In. one. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he's been in recovery since then. He's posted once on his Instagram since then, which he's very, very, which he's fairly active on. His but... podcast has been stagnant since before Thanksgiving. So I'm sure he's yeah, got yeah. other shit on his mind. The, um, the, gladiator, the gladiator way. way. It's called. The gladiator way. Formerly known as Calm the Beast. Yeah, yes. and that's that is like a like a mo- motivational kind of like health and fitness and like kind of like spiritual kind of uh, yeah, basically yeah. It's it's like, kind yeah. of like a yeah like an aspirational motivational kind of thing. Yeah, um, not to get too far ahead into it, but kind of like has more of the tone of this book, let's say. Yeah, uh, yeah, uh, accurate, accurate. It's a little more like Tim Ferriss. He uh, he did he did uh, mention that like he's undergoing rehab with uh, I forgot the name of it, but he called it a leg bendy machine, which is you know you can imagine where he just like bends his leg for literally hours at a day. Oh my god! Um, because he got a new fucking knee. Yeah, and that's, yeah, knee. you gotta work that thing. You gotta break it in. Right? Yeah, yeah, the you gotta break that, that thing. The thing that puts in. your leg t- into one was replaced. Yeah. He, he he's also mentioned that like he's on lots of like painkillers when he was posting that it's like yep yeah, lots of painkillers right now you know mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, you deserve them <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, he needs them <laughs> I don't I've always wondered like how does someone who is I think he's sober after all of his years of of drug abuse mm-hmm. how does someone undergo surgery and have to and take medicated painkillers while remaining on the wagon. I was thinking about that too, actually, because like I Dak know he Shepard had Shepard talked about it very, very briefly on his Instagram. I don't really listen to his show. I've heard an episode or two, but like he quoted like that, like, how do you do it? And he's like, the wife takes care of all that and I don't touch it. Like, okay, smart cool. move. Smart move. Yeah. Smart move. I imagine everyone has their own kind of like system of coping method that. or oh, they don't. Got it. And, yeah. Or they, well. or they fall or they don't and they do well. Fall the wagon. Um, but he's, uh, he's also reached out, but like right before you had surgery, he's like, Hey, has anyone else gone through this or something similar? Share your stories, whatever. So if you have gone through an experience like this or know someone who's gone through an experience like, like this kind of surgery or this series of a surgery, yeah. Reach out to him and on his Instagram at Dan Nitro Clark. Love it. Uh, and I, I, speaking of reaching out to people who have gone through like similar kind of circumstances that let's turn right now to our guest. Uh, guest, I, I, I knew, I knew you t- had me on here and didn't just, not just because you like me. <laughs> no, it's not because of that. It's because, it's because you got a special leg. Um, <laughs> I don't think we actually talked about this on air last time. We did. Uh, we did. Okay. I feel yeah. Like we talked about it might have come up leg, briefly. Yeah. About how it exploded when you put your foot back down twice. Yeah. My, yeah. my, my Achilles tendon exploded twice this year. So uh-huh. however bad your 2020 is folks, mine is a little bit worse possibly. Um, <laughs> yeah. Uh, Theoretically okay. speaking, you know, I mean, listen, I, I, it's 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 not a competition for who's had the worst twenty twenty because we, we all win. Uh, but yeah. <laughs> it was, but it, it on on March third, it snapped while I was in the middle of kickboxing. Uh, I had it repaired on March tenth, and then on so, April sixth. Because I, I I don't know this. When it snapped, <laughs> what went through your mind? Was it just explosive amounts of pain and you passed out, or it just was like, huh? No, I thought somebody gave me a flat tire by accident. Oh. <laughs> I thought it felt like this burning in the back, like someone scraped hard against my ankle. And I looked to my left because I thought my part, one of my one of my training partners, I thought Mikey was next to me. And then there was nobody there. Oh. And then I felt my whole body just going to the side because it couldn't support itself. And I was like <laughs> about 45 degrees down. And I'm like, oh, my God, this is going to be bad. And then I hit the mat. <laughs> Uh-huh. Oh, um, man. What was funny was, and not that it's funny, uh, but funny to me now, I heard uh-huh. the snap. Oh, my God. Nice. I heard it. 
And Ed, the funny thing is you're up on your tiptoes when you're doing all your motions in kickboxing. So if you're up on your tiptoes and your Achilles snaps, your heel drops. Ooh. It hit the mat so hard. People thought I actually punched something. Oh my God. They're like, what did you hit? And I was like, I didn't. I knew. <laughs> my my like, bottom. By the time I, I, I shimmied my way out of everybody's way, I knew. Like, it was over. I was like, oh shit. I was like, I know what happened. Joshi oh Mooring was on top of me immediately. She's like, don't move. What happened? What do you feel? She's like, don't move. Don't move. My, my other buddy, John, who was training with us as an EMT, and he's looking at it and he goes, I could tell he wanted to be nice to me. <laughs> I was like, just, I was, he was like, I, it might be ruptured. Who knows? It might only be partial. And I'm like, I'm fucked. <laughs> so they, they cart me out. But yeah, that was the third. The 10th was the repair. And then on April 6th, I tripped on my crutches and I put my foot down and it ruptured so badly that when they went in on April 15th this year to repair it, I didn't have enough of me left. So they put a cadaver Ooh. tendon in there to bridge the gap. And let's start there. Uh, so when you say cadaver, <laughs> it's like tendon. it says on the tin. <laughs> it's a dead person part. <laughs> like clearly, clearly, that's a fancy word for something else, right? No, no it's just <laughs> some dead guy's thing. It's like you know what? You don't have enough tissue. Let's uh, let's put something in there to space you out. And it's just I, a I, dead guy spacer. I believe you named it. Was it Tom? Yes, it's Tom because the uh, <laughs> which is a long form literary joke because it was. Uh, the joke well, we got the, time for it. This is well, slow it's readers. slow readers. Yeah. Literary show. <laughs> it's um, it's my, the scar from the two surgeries is basically in the shape of a lightning bolt. So there was the joke about Harry Potter, and then uh, Caroline was like, "Yeah, but you're not really the boy who lived. You spazzed out. You're more like the boy who derped." And so, <laughs> and so that was the joke. And then somebody, and then another friend of ours, Ivy, she was like. Oh, it's like you're a Horcrux, and I was like, "Oh, god damn it!" It's like, so, so does that make you Tom Riddle? And I was like, "No, but you know what? Maybe that's who the cadaver came from." And so then we just started calling the cadaver Tom for for I it. everything else. So it's it's uh, Tom. Even my physical therapist, hey Phil, how you doing? And how's Tom today? And I'm like, God, damn <laughs> God. I thought you were gonna. I thought you were going for like Tom Bombadil because it um, was a huge waste of your time. <laughs> no, no, I wish it. I wish it was all just a huge waste of my time and I wasn't still feeling the pain that I'm in. But, mm. you know, but you know what, though? Um, the great. I know when it's going to I know when it's going to rain. That's nice. I didn't, know they, put, <laughs> I didn't know they put a barometer in me, but that's fun. It's a fun addition. I love that. <laughs> I want to point out I didn't get most of those Harry Potter references. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, they when, when, Whenever you too. finally, you know, reroll the die for the uh, the strand 80 list and yeah. you hit the you, we'll, we'll fill you in. Don't worry. And um, Phil, before we dive into the book itself, yeah. just one last bit of recapping, because I feel this is important. Will you quickly explain your and our show's connection to American Gladiators? Yeah. And, as a and, result of And Dan of Clark Tom? directly? Yes. Uh, so, yeah. And which can also lead to Daniel and how on our correspondence. <laughs> right. So here was the thing. I, I got laid up for a couple of weeks there in the spring. <laughs> and loopy as I was, I needed to watch something that wasn't particularly plot heavy. It was not the time. <laughs> it was not the time to rewatch Primer. <laughs> it was like, let's not do that. <laughs> so, Shout out to Primer. <laughs> so I, I, I started watching Pluto TV, and they had just added an American Gladiators channel, and so I was just sitting there watching it, and it was just like you know on in the background constantly as I'm, you know, in and out of consciousness on heavy painkillers and and nerve mm -hmm. block and all these other things and it just became my background noise. And so I started to shoehorn in American gladiators references in the most inappropriate times in my own <laughs> podcast with my, with my friend, Sean Hayes. And he got so Not sick and tired of it. 
And, and so he got tired of it and became this running gag to the point where one of the games I made an entire like COVID safe American gladiators themed horror, like uh, haunted house attraction. And that was like I the pinnacle that. of it. And, and it became this like, and it was like, okay. And it was quiet and Gabe reaches out and says, can we Shanghai Sean, tell him we're going to read something and then read, <laughs> read Dan Clark's first book. And I was like, he'll kill me. <laughs> like literally. <laughs> So let's not do that, but I'll come on and I'll do gladiator with you. And we did. Mm -hmm. And then you posted about it. Mm -hmm. So yeah. And and then Dan Clark said, I'm coming for you. And I was like, Oh my God. Speaking of which, I, I don't even know because like I didn't really post anything on my so, my Instagram. Like I was, pretty, I did. You I was put pretty the dormant. book cover. I might, I might have tagged him. Here's the thing. Yeah, you did. Right? <laughs> you you tagged him and tagged me. Probably. I don't really remember. And I tagged so, I, tagged, I tagged the whip around. So Dan, yeah, oh, that's how mean. we got into this trouble. Is all my doing. Well, you you started it, but Dan Clark follows me on Instagram. Yeah, he follows me. He now follows well. the at Slow Readers, and then he messages me through like the the like hey message the people here, sure. which which was unfortunately. Yeah, also IG direct message yeah IG direct message and unfortunately this is also attached to like an, a very old email address which is very annoying um, so I so I just and luckily I have this on my phone for whatever reason mm-hmm. so I get a message from Dan Nitro Clark uh, and it goes hey dudes saw you cover the book on your on your podcast I might have to kick your ass now <laughs> very sinister looking smiley face <laughs> And I, I messaged back like, like, oh my, and we deserve it, sure. Uh, long, <laughs> like, long story short, uh, uh, Phil's gonna love this. Uh, you know, we've been, we've been like, we were watching uh, American Gladiators pretty consistently, like after we did that episode. Mm-hmm. And I was like, if you want to beat someone up, please beat up Gabe. I was gonna uh, say you sold Gabe down the river, which was awesome. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> totally. Whenever I can. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> so like, just like, hey, let us know if you, you know, reaches, you know, let us know. Uh, yeah, it's, it's cool, right? And then he messages, <laughs> and then he messages back. I might beat the whole lot of you at the same time. Nitro, Dan Nitro the Cl- Dan Nitro the Clark. There Dan Nitro the Clark. Well done. <laughs> and uh, then, and then, but then the story continues because what you <laughs> have to remember, <laughs> what you have to remember is at some point we, because again, you tagged us in the thing. So there was a mm-hmm. day where I was minding my own goddamn business. <laughs> and then quite suddenly there's a there's a, a tag uh, uh, on us uh, on Instagram and, and it's and it's Mr. Clark and uh, yeah and I I'm dying to find there it is. I I am looking for it. I am trying to find it and it's uh there we go. All six comments. It was, I'm coming for you with a fist. <laughs> and then it was, <laughs> um, and then <laughs> Sean immediately is like, oh my God, huge fan, I swear. And I'm like, oh no, good thing I have an East to West Coast head start. I call you, I go, you son of a bitch, you sold, you sold us out. And then <laughs> Nitro goes, I'm, cu- I'm packing tennis balls in heat. And I'm like, holy shit, oh, he's yeah. leaning into it. <laughs> Yeah. The so, final word on that was was um, <laughs> the final word on that was I replied and I tagged my wife in who is still to this day so thankful that she didn't come on the first time I was on and say anything. <laughs> and she go and I was like Caroline, hurry up, we need some disguises. I can hear the atmosphere rolling towards us. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, you know the fact that he leaned into it now. Now everybody that didn't know the whole saga is caught up. And, yes. And, yes. and you know I, I just absolutely adore the man 
for leaning into it with that joke. That's when I was like, he seems <laughs> yeah. like a nice dude. And then he leans into it. He's like, I'm coming with you for tennis with tennis balls. And I'm like, I like this guy. I'm like, he's fantastic. Yeah, no, I'm like, let, let's, all right. let's be clear. This is all giddy laughter of joy that, <laughs> yeah. that one Dan Nitro Clark has deigned to comment and listen to our show apparently <laughs> and comment and do it in character, which is just fucking bliss for all oh of God, us yes. who are tiny little children yeah. watching that dude fucking rock people on television. And, and even Sean, <laughs> so, who, who always like was the, uh, the foil to my, my American yeah. gladiator shoehorning. We've talked, he's like, oh yeah, I love American gladiator. He watched oh, it. Oh yeah, and, no. You know, so yeah. This is I, this is a maybe the highlight of slow readers <laughs> like so far. This yeah, might be my um, highlight for the year. Is basically like <laughs> it's like wow, twenty twenty sucked. Yeah, but I got to sort of talk to Nitro. So like mm, yeah, you know what? Unbalanced, not a bad year. We, <laughs> did yeah, you have we two got... surgeries? Uh... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no that. So that was the that was our past that was our saga. Months. I yeah. mean, are we ever gonna talk about the actual book? <laughs> No. Uh, All right, just checking. Speaking of, just speak of the actual, speak of the actual book, yeah. So like, when Dan Nitro was was reaching out to us, reaching out, threatening us, uh, <laughs> we were like, oh, now we got to do F nine. Yeah, we we we've <laughs> been joking about doing F nine. I was gonna say that was in the back of your minds for a while. You'd even called me out on air saying like, oh, we got to do this book. Yeah, like, come back for F dying. Yeah. yeah. So so here I am. So now hey! yeah now this is a long time coming. Uh, it's been uh, like a couple months. It, it's, <laughs> it's been several months. That's 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 really it. Um, but it's been it's been a very active past several months. It's been a real journey. So yeah, it's, it started so, on March third when I severed my Achilles for all yes. of our benefits. You're welcome. So, what a what a long and beautiful tapestry. Absolutely, <laughs> and and I tell you what, now let's take this moment. We're we've all listened or read. F yes. Dying by yes. Dan Nitro the Clark. Mm-hmm. And I, I just want to, before, because I, we're going a bit long, I think we should go on break and do the game before we talk about how we feel about this. Mm-hmm. And also because I don't know how much someone can actually summarize what happens in this because of just what the book is itself. I can get itself. on that. I mean, I was going to throw it to... Sort of. Oh, sure. I was going to throw this, which is also the hardest thing to do on this show, uh, to the <laughs> guest. <laughs> ah, fuck uh, you. Let's take a break then. <laughs> uh, if, if possible, Phil. I mean, we'll 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 both fill you, we'll both fill in and whatnot. Not that's <laughs> a pun on your name. Uh, uh, but, uh, hey. Uh, uh, <laughs> but uh, uh, if you don't mind, tell us what "F Dying" by Dan Nitro the Clark is all about. It is all about his journey from having a heart attack and almost dying to living a better, fuller, more enriching life, basically. Uh, and and I, I, I will say, you know, it starts with his heart attack, goes through his recovery, talks about several personal stories of how he grew, conversations he had with his friends, experiences he had in you know, living his life more fully and how he's learned to sort of, because they, you know, the, again, the recovery part of it is how do I deal with stress? Because that can put me back in this only worse. And really uh, it is, I would say a, a, a wonderfully written personal story of his journey with really nice anecdotes along the way. And it is no opinions, Phil. Just description. How dare you talk about your emotions? How dare you break right the code? God damn! We, gonna, I'm we trying to summarize to the book. It's got anecdotes. <laughs> am I not? Cur- am I not lying? Wait, I didn't say that right. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking jugwine. Stay in. <laughs> yeah. 
uh it, it really is that journey and it's it's a it's a one you know it's a it's an honest description of his experiences post traumatic incident yeah um and, and, and well done phil well done phil that's as yeah, good as it, it gets it, <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's uh, clearly has a nonfiction story, and it's not exactly a memoir. It's more no. like a very no. it's, it's more like one specific moment in his life, and kind of like his reflections and like things that he's learned. His this is his kind of response to it. Yeah, everything um, it's everything in his life that followed. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's, it's like I'm all, like your uh, um all the classic. Uh, you are a badass. It's a it's an inspirational um half memoir, half self help book. Yeah. Um, that's that's pretty that's a pretty solid I would 100% back that opinion yeah yeah totally and uh, I'm, I'm trying to th- specific uh, I just want to get more specific about the the initial heart attack is that I, I love the idea that like also besides also having just like this tremendous health scare that he's had which is which will cause most people to kind of reevaluate their life and how they're living oh, it their absolutely. goals and like kind of what they they view their their happiness not me baby is the idea that that because uh, oh wait this happened he had a heart attack in like 2013 13. He must yep. he must have been around fifty years old at this time. I think so. And he so just like, turned. Th- didn't he just turn fifty six? Yeah, he so, was born in I think sixty three. I didn't so write. Then I close to fifty, but not quite. Probably. Yeah, uh, around around. He's fifty, but like you know, even right now at fifty six, and also having his fucking knee replaced with uh, uh, bits and bobbles. Hey, like he, he, year, he years of years of hard impact, heavy impact sports, and also uh, look at his last book, the the admissions to how much he damaged himself by using steroids and everything. Yeah, all the drug you know, abuse. It, it goes he's, he's right still, hand uh, in hand. He's still like he's now a clean and very fit man. He does CrossFit regular. He's competed in CrossFit games and won. Yeah. Yeah, and uh, I in the my bio on him is that he's done like also a bunch of things. Like he does this thing, I forgot what it's called. It's like something like like total gladiator, what what have you. Where it's like uh, he he gets a bunch of people to run like a five to ten k or whatever. The gladiator rock and run. Yeah, that's yeah, what it yeah. Was. That's and, it. It's like this crazy, it's like this crazy, crazy, crazy endurance test, but like he created it and he like, you know, helps people and everything. So, um, but yeah, no, I, I, love I think that the three of us, once the world is back to normal, <laughs> should all do the I'm gladiator in. rock and run. I mean, I, I'm not and, a runner at all. That'll be, that'll be our next podcast. It's the entire journalistic journey of the three of us, of three different men from three different backgrounds, deciding to do the gladiator rock and run, complete of interviews with Dan Nitro Clark. I would listen to that. I, I, I would listen to that. No, I would that, do it. That's a thing. Listen, if As I can't, my my law, you know, again, my my, <laughs> my Percocet induced like fantasies of like <laughs> when you recover, you're gonna make it on American Gladiators, which is a nonsensical thing to tell yourself. But you always got to give yourself goals when you're yeah. when you're recovering. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? One day I just want to be healthy enough after this all the heals up to do that. If it would exist which it doesn't but you know that's beside the point i (laughs) love the image of you like drugged out of your mind on the couch being like once this leg is back i'm gonna be on this show from 1992 you you know what that's that's not totally unrealistic because apparently like uh two years ago um seth rogan and evan goldberg 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 were were like in talks about like revamping the show again so, like, there are talks going on about bringing back American Gladiators again. Hey. So, if they I mean, did it in, in like, Nitro, if they did it in 90s style, I think yeah. it would probably work. Ret- retro, like, 90s retro is in right now. So, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. And, and again, like, they kind of, they, they tried it and, like, didn't get every, uh, I haven't seen it at all. I'm going by what you guys said. But, like, 
you know, they tried it and like kind of didn't really get it right in terms of bringing it back. Not even so, close. And I, I think right now, because yeah, uh, uh, like the kind of 90s retro There are too many gladiators. Thing, there are too many gladiators. Out. There are too oh, many yeah, gladiators. Right. There was, there was, you can't stop like 12 this. or something. It there was, was too many of them. There needed to be like six off individual characters. Like I, I like so I want to get into this at some point later in part three, but <laughs> yeah. I listened to a wonderful episode of his podcast where he talks to Zap and Lace. I listened to that one too. Isn't it? That's a great it's a interview. Great, no, it's fantastic. I, I actually and they talk a lot about how like um like oh you know the problem was that we were casted as actors who were also athletes, and so when they let when once the show is too big to fail, they stopped casting characters and this got athletes and that's what made the show go downhill who's zap <laughs> zap was one of the original ray holland one, one of the one of the yeah she was the original blonde well, well they're all blonde there were they? two blonde well wasn't lace slightly redheadish but anyway but uh she was or the was it zap and ice the the original three were zap ice and uh, no i'm sorry Zap, Lace, and Sonny were the original three. Yeah, Sonny no, got injured in interview, partway through season one and was replaced by Gold, who went on for like another three seasons. Yeah, I think the podcast was Zap and Ice. That is correct. It was Zap no, is Ray yeah. Hollett and Ice's real name is Lori Fetrick. Yes. No, I, you I guys really could, wanna... and, and listeners, the, the boys over there on the West Coast will vouch, I'm not looking this up. They see me, my hands no, have no phones. No, he's looking up at the sky. So unless he has a poster of all their names, <laughs> I, I'm in my old house. <laughs> yeah. It could be up there, but I will tilt the phone up. There are no right posters. Right next to your YMCA poster? <laughs> I can tell you right now, I, I can see Dr. Phil's head literally light up yes. as his as his processor starts running through like his memories and like, all right, time to look up those really deep, deep, hard facts of American Gladiators. I love it. <laughs> No good goddamn reason. I can imagine how how much smarter I would be if I didn't have all you're, of this storage you're space. You're a fucking you, you do science, and, like in physics. That's like a lot of like knowledge you need to constantly like recall. Do you imagine so how much the, smarter I would be if I didn't just remember every movie line from Scrooge, which we were watching earlier? <laughs> <laughs> like I could have oh, dedicated I could have dedicated that memory to like memorizing like uh, Helmholtz constant and shit like that. It's like I. <laughs> Yeah, Phil, you could be like us, smart All of people my who are coefficients. I would know freelancers in L.A. <laughs> Instead, I'm God. still stuck out here in the goddamn cold, snow-covered East Coast. That's Spe- true. It was, it's going to be 80 degrees here tomorrow. Yeah, good. You is it 80 fuckers. Degrees Jesus Christ. <laughs> it was, it was good. <laughs> it's such like a shitty thing to say to anyone on like the Northeast right now. But it's like, like yeah. it was like cold two days ago. Yeah, no, like it's it's like, kind of an embarrassment it, of riches. Like, it, like I went out and like not, well, like my hoodie <laughs> this again yeah. I, I don't even mean this as a bit I went out in my hoodie and I was like oh it's too cold for just this hoodie yeah or yeah, I like, would no, like I'll, I'll, I don't mean I'll, I'll walk to the grocery store in a hoodie and be like oh it's too hot to be wearing this hoodie dang it <laughs> I uh, and here I am I'm in my house in my grandpa cardigan you know because <laughs> I in the cold blue light of New Jersey pretty much I, ha- I had to put on this this the sweater. Okay, it's not like hot. Yeah, I'm still in my I, pants. Yeah, I had to like watch out. I'm wearing a cardigan as well. I'm still in my sweater. pants. Thank you for. Shall we I go could, to break? I could. I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> we can just keep talking about the weather for another 15 minutes. I don't. I don't know if we should go. <laughs> Guys, to break this or is not. our Christmas episode, so fuck off. We're out drinking and having a good time. We haven't yeah. given a shit about the length. Do you know how long last episode was? An hour and a uh, twenty. Yeah, something like that. Hey, something, it's just me yeah. and Gabe. We're gonna talk about our favorite books. The one before I was we an had hour a charming 40. convo we about did. books. But I was like, hey, you know what? This is gonna be a short one, right? Yeah. No, it wasn't. It was fucking long. <laughs> it was a long. <laughs> These one. episodes well, are supposed to be like an hour at most. Nope. 
That's it. We're going to go to fucking break. Go off to the bathroom. And then uh, when we come back, we're going to play games. Okay. And when we come back, and then we're going to go on break, and then come back and we're going to talk about our feelings about F Dying. F Dying by Dan the Clark Nitro. Dan the Clark Nitro. That's it. Throw it to the break. All right. Hello, everybody. This is Daniel from the future. Actually, the future as, you know, in regards of recording the episode. Uh, basically, when I was cutting together the episode, I realized that there were certain patches in uh, throughout the recording that couldn't be recovered, and also the entirety of the one side of the uh, Gatekeeper game that we play midway through the show is just lost, probably wasn't recorded. So unfortunately, the entire game uh, will not uh, be included in this episode of Slow Readers, unfortunately. But I will tell you what happens is that it, uh, Gabe made the game and it was me against Phil uh, again. Something we haven't done since, I don't know, that Phil K. Dick one Neon Genesis Evangelion thing that I think took place in like March or whatever. So uh, basically what happens is that Phil wins right away. Uh, and, and everyone's very happy. I'm seething. And we get into a 30 minute argument about whether or not Phil cheated or not, because I'm petty and will not allow him to win. Then we play another game, which Phil immediately wins. And yeah, and the same thing happens again. So congratulations, Phil. Um, you're probably one of our top scoring, uh, players so far, um, competing up against, uh, I think Gabe's win of two rounds with perfect scores. Phil either ties or almost gets it. I forget exactly what it is, but yeah, it's kind of unfortunate that that is not going to be physically, you know, evidenced and, and recorded in the annals of slow readers. So, uh, yeah, uh, sorry to the listener readers who can't uh, experience that. And uh, yeah, so I'm just moving on to part three. Sorry. Welcome back. Amazing timing. Dear listener readers. Hello, everyone. Two. Slow readers. To slow reader. America's fast Christmas edition. Literature added. I'm Gabe. Christmassy finest. Yeah. <laughs> that is Phil. Hi, Phil. Hi, everybody. And we are back talking about F Dying by Dan Nitro the Clark. Hell yeah. <laughs> so, that was part of the thing where we're talking about our feelings. Mushy. Uh, mushy. Phil? Mushy. Yes. Doc, mm-hmm. Docky, old Docky Phil, who couldn't help but spill over a bit on his emotions in the first part of the, 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 the that's, show. That's yeah. right. Truly embarrassing for everyone. True, truly all. embarrassing. Just like, ugh, gross. Um, Phil. Daniel. How, how did you like reading this book? And also, how did it compare to reading uh, Gla- the Gladiator, uh, his first book? It is a very tough comparison to the first book because they're very different books. Uh, this one, as Gabe pointed out, is it is it's it's an anecdotal experiential self-help type book whereas the first one veered into that a little bit as sort of almost a cautionary tale but it wasn't really as uh as self-helpy i I would say i I need a better adjective but whatever Uh (laughs) it's it, it was very enjoyable to read i can say this my major problem with the book just like the first one mr clark if you're out there Mm -hmm. kill them uh, <laughs> they're closer to you than I am. Get Go get them. Test out your new me. So my problem send, with it, it, message me. I'll send you his address. <laughs> but won't it be more worth it to go all the way to the East Coast just to beat up a man of a dead leg? <laughs> so <laughs> show tag title right there. 
Yeah. Find out what. Phil can fight. Neither of us can fight. We'd be no contest. Also, slight correction, undead. <laughs> yeah. yeah, there you go. Sorry. So, <laughs> so my pri- my problem is, is similar to the first one, which is where I think it could have used either a heavier hand from the editor or a little more editing. My problem with it is structural. Several of the chapters and some of them felt almost bullet pointy rather than sentence and narrative structure. The sense, sentence and narrative structure where... And again, you know, there's conversations in there, so it's one sentence chunks at a time. But when you read it, there weren't too many long paragraphs, and I found that that interruption in thought a little, I found it to be a little jarring at times. That being Mm. said, I enjoyed the shit out of it. Because Mm. problems aside, it is one of the first self-help books I've ever read that was not preachy. It wasn't, you're doing this wrong, look at your life, fucking do this, come on, do it. It was a lot of, hey, this is what happened to me. Give it a shot. And and with really meaningful, wonderful narr- uh, narration of his experiences, some really good, honest and open emotional writing about what led him to do the things that he's doing now to live a life he's very clearly enjoying. And as someone who yeah. is going through a healing process himself, I can't tell you how many times I, I was reading it going, oh, thank God, it's not just me. Look, we was talking. We was talking about going down the steps after that first heart attack. After the first, sorry. Oh God, oh, yeah. I hope I didn't curse you to that. After the heart attack, going down the <laughs> steps. It's like that first step. That was literally something that happened to you. Yeah, it's like that first step. It's like just breathe, one step at a time, one step at a time. Hey, we made it downstairs. Let's celebrate that. Let's enjoy that. Like going through that process. How painful that is. How slow it is wanting it to be faster, wanting to be stronger, thinking to yourself, how does this happen to me? And, and, and finding a way to not feel sorry for yourself, which is very easy to do when you're recovering from something major. And and I see my, and I I tell you right now, I'm talking to my dad about it and and my dad without giving away, you know, not to air his business out, but just, I will, I will, (laughs) Uh, you know, not to, you know, air too much, but he just went through major surgery and watch him recover and go through the same, like nonlinear, healing process where you have good days and bad days and you're just frustrated and you want to just have a continually get better. And I watched that frustration and I just hug him and I'm like, dude, it's okay. I love you. It's the way it is. And I know that feeling. And I feel like when he was writing this, I felt like I'm like reading it and I'm like, son of a bitch. I'm like, yep. Okay. We're going through it together. (laughs) I get it. I get it, Dan. Here we go. Okay. Nitro, I'm with you on this journey. I understand. And it felt very personal, and I loved it. I really did. I enjoyed it very much for completely different reasons than I enjoyed Gladiator, but I absolutely adored this book. So from what I understand, you are challenging um, Dan Clark to a MMA fight in a year's Uh time once you're both recovered? You know what? Mm -hmm. Yeah, let's put it on the calendar for the end of 2021. (laughs) I'll come out to California. Yeah. I'll come out to California. We'll get some people together. It'll be a good time. Hey, you, you've had a you had a you had a, a life. How many how many fights actual fights have you had in MMA? Uh, only two, and they've been inter school tournaments. But you know, only two. <laughs> Phil, you can take get, the credit. On, I won man. one of them, but that's you know. <laughs> Daniel and I at at Max have had slappy fights and slow motion tussles in a movie theater. That's not a weird thing. <laughs> <laughs> it was a you bit. beat me yeah. too. I was like, yeah. What are we talking about exactly? Wait, uh, please explain. <laughs> Um, I, I do want to say that the headline for that it should it will be uh, robot knee versus the undead leg. <laughs> That's the marquee so. fight. I'm in. That yeah. yeah. 
That's, I like it. That's what it is. I'm really looking forward to that 2022, let's say. Well, you know, just yeah, to be safe and we don't have to reschedule. Let's just say 2022. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. Right. That way it's like you have all our time for training. You can pick a good fight song, that kind of thing. Oh, I already have my walkout music your... ready. What oh, is it? What was it oh, again? It's, I remember it's you posted the, about the it. The theme music to, um, uh, to Dead Man Wonderland. Oh, like that. Daniel, what would your <laughs> entrance music be to a fight? I feel like we talked about oh. this before. Hang on a minute. <laughs> I think <laughs> so. Might, Mine would be the the Storm Eagle song from Mega Man X. It, for Solid. me, it's gonna be Willie Nelson's "All of Me." All of me. <laughs> you jog like, down, really adorable. Yeah, Darren Till walks out to "Sweet Caroline." Oh, you know what? That if whatever gets you hyped, right? dude. Yeah. I mean, whatever. Yeah, whatever gets you in the mood. Gabe. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, Daniel. Feelings in terms of reading. Also, I, I, actually, before I do that, uh, again, I would just uh. want to repeat, uh, Phil, you've read the physical book. Yes, I have. I'm yeah, holding he, right now a physical copy of this man's book. And I'm thrilled that also, I bought the, it. The, the framing right now is that it looked like half of Dan Clark's <laughs> yeah, face. We need to, Phil, to, please take a photo for our socials of you half face um, um, Dan the, Clark and yeah, you. Yeah, 100%. I just yes. need yes. to face yes, to please. the light when I do it. Yes, I'll do that for you. Yeah, you need to do that. Because <laughs> it's not working right uh, now. Gabe, <laughs> you know, you're all shadow. Uh, Gabe, how did you read the story? I read it on Kindle. Like I've been reading most books these days. Okay, so... Gabe, having read this on Kindle, mm-hmm. how did you enjoy it? And how did this compare to reading Gladiator? You know, to be like like Phil said, they're completely different beasts. I I I definitely so I approached this maybe so now that I know that Dan Nitro Clark listens to this show, so I felt Watch the fuck out. <laughs> yeah, I felt the need to be like I I I I don't know, maybe the way I'm wired, I'm like, I gotta be even more critical, because I'm not backing down, Dan. Uh, do it just again when he threat when he sends me another email and be like like listen i can do you want you, me to you send you sold games me down the river thing? i might as well earn it no okay so these are not even remotely the same book um i really loved the i really i think out of the three of us maybe i don't know but more than you daniel for sure i really liked gladiator i thought it was a really weird very like tonally inconsistent but very engrossing very entertaining read if this was a movie i'd love to watch it it's 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 really a wild fucking tale with all the right notes and it hits the real right like redemption path i don't know about you guys i read a lot of self-help books so this one didn't really hit the marks that i wanted it to okay i felt it was kind of it was not as effective as many other like abrasive self-help books like um even a uh, mark manson's subtle art of not giving a fuck is a little bit more cohesive it comes together a little tighter um i really like the journey that dan went on i think it's really interesting but I, I guess my main takeaway is that it's it's hard to be angry at someone or to be too critical at the story of a man about his own journey of finding joy and perseverance that even when i was kind of like i agree if you feel a lot of it felt kind of bullet pointy this is kind of very it felt a little rote that it a little formulaic but it felt completely sincere which i enjoyed that like i'd lay down a bed at night i've been having a rough couple weeks of like work and money and health etc and i'd go to bed like tipsy and be like i guess i have to read dan clark's book now and I would read it and I would, I'd, I'd fucking feel a little better. I, hey, I gotta be honest right. that I'm, I'm susceptible to self-help and I like these things. I really, I read a large number of them 
And when when I feel that he kind of misses the mark every now and again, it feels a little bit like a manufactured story. But when it hits, like his stories about gratitude, I slept a little better most nights I read the book. So it worked. You can't put the same kind of criticism on a work of fiction and a nonfiction as a memoir as on this. It's different rules. And did it make me feel better? Yeah. Did I think it was particularly like one of the better self-help books I read? No, but it made me feel something. And if his goal was to put a little bit of more gratitude in someone's like bad day, he nailed it. All right. It totally worked. And I do want to say that since you've been going to bed listening to this, you have since reading it. Uh, dream that you should be a ring person. <laughs> yes, As I, in, have, I woke up the other day being so like, all of a sudden the I amount of help is questionable. Rings? He's like, he needs to be a ring yeah. person. Wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, I think you're getting the wrong should message. Should they all be skulls? <laughs> should they all be skulls? Like, what what are good rings and bad rings? Uh, I'm so not kidding. I'm googling like cool rings for men. Carbon six on Pinterest. Yeah. Right. Uh, Daniel, what about you? So, um, uh, you were mildly critical about Gladiator. Mildly. You're the one that got us into trouble, you asshole. You are not a self-help guy. <laughs> Wait, what? You're you the one that got us into trouble. <laughs> yep. I was no. I, I I feel like I wasn't that critical about it, except for the fact that I think, and I it is the worst thing to call anybody. I feel, especially if they're like a, a writer or a creative or person. someone who can like, punch you real I, hard. <laughs> For someone yeah. who punched you really hard, and I feel guilty about saying this, and when when with an earshot of of someone like Dan Clark, where I was well, not necessarily like like Dan Clark, just anybody, it's like I feel like I called him not funny. And <laughs> you like, definitely did, which is like the worst, which is like the worst thing, and like yeah, it's worse yeah. for you than me because he, he might live in the yeah. next block, and you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he writes in the damn book in this book being like, and when people didn't like my book, I quit writing for six years. Yeah, um, your fault. Which, that was you, Daniel. <laughs> not to not to get too far not to get too far into it, but the, he also said that the book actually did better than like ninety seven percent of like all like nonfiction books or whatever that season. Yeah, I which bet. Is, which is an interesting way to look at this, and also kind of publishing. Which yeah, is I'm sure there's a middle interesting... ground between New York Times bestseller and profitable and not profitable. Well, there's yeah, got to I mean, be. Well, yeah. he has. Not to get too far ahead, but like the one section of this that I really liked is him talking about uh, like the kind of lessons about like kind of like establishing your goals and kind of like your, you know, where you set the bar in terms of what is success and what is not success. Because yeah. lots of people growing up, especially in terms of like cre- like creativity, like let's say you come to L.A. because you want to be a filmmaker. Mm-hmm. You don't compare yourself to like like realistic, not like real realistic is a weird way to put it, but let's let's call it realistic, like realistic goals, yeah. because you gr- because you are. Uh, inspired by Stanley Kubrick yeah. or Greta Gerwig or Wes Anderson. You come like, here to make it big and aim high. And you you want that kind of success and you're just like, listen, if my first if my first film isn't like Bottle Rocket, like I don't know what's going on. But yeah. like Dan Dan Clark says like it's this great thing where like it's like, oh yeah, but you gotta like be like if you look at how well my book did, it actually did very well for a nonfiction memoir. Um, especially coming from someone who like isn't already like an established like brand for writing those kind of things. Yeah. Uh, it did very well, but he took it as a monumental failure because it wasn't like the top of like the New York Times bestsellers or whatever. So, yeah. Uh, and then and because of that, he stopped writing where he was like, I'm a fucking failure. I can't do it anymore. And then like and then having had this kind of health crisis felt that bro, he had that kind of he had that sense of saying like, you know what? Why do I? And he's done this throughout in various other things. It's like, why do I set my bar for success at, success at like these incredibly high like plateaus? It's like that that's crazy. That that's that's impossible to expect that kind of success. Mm-hmm. Why don't I actually say like, oh, I did very well. 
and he says that about his the film that he uh, wrote, produced, and directed, where he's like, it's an indie film that that made back the money from the investors. Like that is a tr- that is a yeah. tremendous success that many indie filmmakers don't do. Yeah, no, so. that, that's a great message. It is the idea that like um, I was thinking about this reading the book. It may remind me of like that. You, you can give yourself permission to not be a genius. Yeah. That like that maybe like comparing yourself to like F. Scott Fitzgerald and Stanley Kubrick, all these people who made who were fucking geniuses. Give yourself permission to not be a genius. Yeah, I I, I wouldn't even say like yeah. And obviously that's also a thing that I I think about as well in terms of that where it's like if you really first off if you analyze like the success of quote unquote geniuses mm-hmm. like there it's not like shit gets fucked it, like <laughs> like you know the 10,000 rule with Mozart is like Mozart was this guy who was like composing like like classical pieces that are playing for like, like kings or whatever when he was a teenager old, yeah. but he was like he like was, was forced to do it as a young. child <laughs> yeah that yeah. kind of has something to do it, with it right it's yeah. yeah and it and if you look at the success of like Fitzgerald or like Hemingway it's like yeah they had very high highs but they had very low wow. lows. They had monumental Titanic lows that ended in board and suicide for one, and like another form of suicide for the other. Yeah, I was gonna exactly. say basically, yeah. So yeah, yeah. so like it, there's that, but then again, like those are those monumental successes where like also they in those examples they couldn't handle the success. Not to get into it, that's a whole. Third, whole wow, that's channel. a different podcast. It's not, yeah. Um, yeah, it's not Dan Clark's story. Yeah, but like. Uh, so, okay. So th- yeah. that was one of the favorite stories, but I also do want to point out that I think I read it in the best format, which is I listened to the audiobook, which was read. I want to hear it by Dan Clark, aka Nitro. And Daniel, it's, okay. Important, important sidebar. Oh, God damn in <laughs> Daniel's gaming corner. What were you playing while <laughs> there listening it is. to F Dying? Well, the audiobook is only like three and a half hours long. So, like uh, the first, the, I listened to, like the first part of it in like two walks. Oh, okay. Uh, and then, like, for the second half, I, yesterday, I reinstalled the first time on the river in a long time, the worst from software game, uh, Dark Souls 2. Okay. And I was playing through that while listening to the rest of this. And then I, and then at some point, I was like, ah, oh, this is such genuine self-help stuff. I'm going to listen to the comedy Bang Bang Holiday Show. And then I came <laughs> back to this. But, uh, yeah. So, Sorry, please continue. But that said, no, very, very uh, a quality thing. And I like hearing Dan Clark actually say it himself. He's a very good uh, uh, reader. And he's a, I was voice. just going to say great, that. He's a fantastic yeah. voice. Well, like you, rich timbre. Yeah, you both have listened to his podcast, which I still have not. I yeah. fucking have been saying I've been needing to do it since like fucking October. It's a fun podcast. It's a uh-huh. fun listening. Okay. Yeah. I, I want to. I definitely want to listen to the, the episode that you guys are talking about because um, I, I think the my I think my biggest criticism of Gladiator was uh, the the book was that like I'm really pumped and psyched about like I want to hear like an oral history around American gladiators, like that would be really fucking fun and interesting and and, and yeah. But in, in, neither in, of these books I are. Think we mm-hmm. just we just found our first Top Gallant Radio journalistic podcast endeavor: oh. <laughs> the American Gladiators oral history. That would be a uh, no. Probably that, wouldn't be that hard I, because no, we have yeah. a connection to Dan Nitro Clark. And we yeah. have and like a, who wants to beat us, which up. is a start. <laughs> I mean, listen, it's a starting point. Yeah. <laughs> After he punches like, us hey, senseless, we can ask him who to talk to next. Yeah, Mr. Clark, have Gabe to beat up. Also, I want to <laughs> talk to you about the history yet. Yeah. So, While he's so punching that, that, Gabe, that, you're over there with a notebook going. So, what was it like? <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I, I'm talking to his like connections and like the old gladiators and the producers. I'll and the take that hint. While Gabe is getting the shit beat out. Of hey, him. As long as I get that HelloFresh money, I'm in. Yeah. 
as long as you're getting as long as you're getting that uh that care.com bucks i feel like i don't know any that of mac recent... weldon money <laughs> i haven't listened to many uh ads i don't pay attention to the guys well ads. i'm getting beaten up by dan nitro clark because i deserved it the one thing i want to make sure that i'm wearing is mac weldon underwear <laughs> it lets me breathe it collects all the urine that falls out of me as he punches me in his stomach and honestly no one can tell the difference the smell is not there because mac weldon underwear has that amount of of odor absorbing kind of microbes in mm-hmm, there mm-hmm. it's everything you need when you are fighting an american gladiator yes if you're getting your kidneys punched to the point of failure you want to be wearing and i only have one mac weldon yeah the one the <laughs> <laughs> mac weldon mac weldon underwear this is exactly the ad they needed yeah <laughs> this totally. is, somebody's like you know what throw out our copy these these guys got it yeah they figured it out I mean, that, yeah, that's what's really fucking We've been missing that punch copy. in the gut, pee in the pants market this whole time. Why didn't anybody <laughs> write this copy? Very important market. Wait, so I don't know, Daniel, I'm sorry if you're not finished for thought, because I want to ask both of you, because no. I generally don't know. No, I know, go ahead. I'm done. I know, mm-hmm. Daniel, I know you don't read much self-help. It's mm-hmm. not your thing. Um, uh, Phil, do you read self-help books? Not a whole lot. Um, I, I, I find myself every now and then turning to, to one or two over the course of my life, but not very often. So uh, you are clearly of the three of us the one with the most experience and, 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 and depth of reading in this, in this particular genre yeah. of literature. So I, I guess it ties to the question that I wanted to ask for both of you. Now that you both already answered sort of is that did it work for you? Did F dying actually like inspire you at all? Did you know it make what? you feel like happy or warm? Did, did you want to go swim with dolphins now? <laughs> you, you know what? Um, as uh, that also reminded me of the other thing I kind of wanted to bring up about this that I, I wasn't going to say. Um, yeah, no, again, like uh, uh, oddly enough, uh, working for uh, high books, doing like book insights and what, like had me like in, like was beaming all the self help stuff in my head. Yeah, and um, it, Daniel and I, our job that moved us out here was from writing nonfiction book summaries. Yes, and, and a lot of them being uh, self help, and it was one of those things where like um, the first ones are kind of like, oh, this is really interesting, and then after a while, you're like, oh, all these self help books are kind of like repurposing the same message, but like much. through like a different lens. And arguably, you can say the same thing about like this book in particular. But like the thing about this is that it is. It doesn't, this isn't like a repackaged product. I feel this is more like, oh, Dan Clark speaking like, like from the heart. Like he means this when he says all this, like it's not, I feel, and I can, you know, I could be wrong for us. I know I don't, I don't mean to be cynical there, there about this. There are bits this, and but... pieces taken from like, don't sweat the small stuff, that kind of thing. He, he, even, yeah, he even other mentions authors. He, he says it literally. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that said, I was also really happy to hear kind of like like uh, you know Buddhist lessons that I've uh, I've known before, um, kind of uh, you know put through Dan Clark's filter. So it, it was very interesting. That said, um, I, I I was really you know I throw this to you guys to like hey what's what what's this book about? Because like I feel like it's one of those things where like when I was starting, it's like man, I don't remember any lessons, <laughs> <laughs> not a lot. Um, it was really good listening to it and I was with it every single moment and I was following everything. But it was one of the things like, hey, name some lessons from this book. And I'd be like, oh, fuck. If, if this was a YouTube animated video, I would make a circle of like a dial of who's Dan going to punch now? And now it's all Daniel. <laughs> I, I, no, I, I I was very positive. I'm saying like, no, I love that this is, this is there's not like repurposed products. This is basically, this no, is like, I'm like, late, no, Daniel. this is stuff it's that he... Bl- oh. <laughs> <laughs> I know, I'll dig my way out. 
No, I, I was saying I didn't mean it like that. But whatever. Um, <laughs> fine. If he wants to beat me up, that's fine. I'll, I'll I'll say like, oh, meet me here. And it's, I'm like, hey, by the way, hey, do you mind picking up this pizza at this location? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Just watch I, out. It's going to happen. <laughs> here, put on this, put on this, like this goatee. I'm like, okay. <laughs> Why do I need to be in disguise to get this pizza? I, 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 I am, you know, thinking back about this, you know, of course I read this, this year, you know, about a month ago when I, when I finished reading it, um, it is weird for me to look at that and, and take in the lessons. And I wonder if it hit me differently than it hit you guys considering what I'm going through. And, 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 mm, and I'm fair. sure it did in a way, which I think maybe why I connect with it. It seems like I, I happen to be a little bit more enthusiastic about it, which again, the nitro punches fill meter just went down. Uh, <laughs> but it, you know, I'm, I'm super enthusiastic about it again in terms of taking the lessons. I agree. There's, there's things that I've seen before, but I think for me, I think the thing that made it, memorable and refreshing was it was all connected through like no this happened to me this was my experience here's why i do the thing and and i think that that was at least for me it felt less preachy than any of the other scant selection of self-help books that i've uh that i've that i've touched over the years so i i think i appreciate it more that way maybe um and I, I i do agree also like it doesn't come across as preachy which you know, and it was, and I think that's a credit to the fact that he's so honest and forthright. It's not, you know, yeah, yeah. I, I wonder genuine, how much of yeah. that. So here's one thing I wanted to bring up in in this episode that I found interesting. He does not mention anywhere in this book about any of the drug stuff, any of the steroid stuff. So I found kind mm. of, I found that a little bit like, I don't know. I was kind of wondering that he's covered it before. What, did he? I, I guess that's true. I, I feel like he, I think that he like mentioned something briefly in the, like towards the beginning. Like I think when he was talking about like the heart attack, but I don't really. I don't think so. I don't think he mentions it. I guess maybe in, in this kind of book, it didn't bear repeating, but I did feel it was a weird excision. That's it. I tell you what, the, the one of the cool things, I, I tell you what, the, 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 there might be a reason for that. I'm guessing. I'm sure there is. Is the idea that like. He's writing this book as the man he currently is. He is now. That's a very fair. And also, because like this kind of feels like a, and he he also mentions this during uh, the Gladiator book where he talks about like, this is the this is the guy I used to be. This is the guy who I am now. That's a very fair. And point. you're kind of that have chapters that, behind him. You kind of have that right right now where he's talking about like this is the man I used to be as in like pre heart attack, but like clearly a functioning adult. And and then like then he's like oh then I had a health scare and it's like man what am I doing with my life I need to live in the moment. So yeah, I think that's 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 a yeah, one. that's a good point. So now Any Gabe gets punched, and it's and it, the meter ends <laughs> on get, Gabe, get. ladies and gentlemen. If you had Gabe in the who's Ooh, getting punched first right, pool, claim your prize. Hey, yeah. no, no, hey, we, we we still have final thoughts. <laughs> we still have final, and we still have hazy memories. We we got hazy I memories. Still have a chance. Right now. Speaking of which, brought to you by our old buddies from the Whip Around Podcast, Kissing Cousins, whatever. They'll never fucking hear this. Shit. <laughs> 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 the losers, ladies and gentlemen, please check out the Whip Around Podcast every Whip on Wednesday, hosted by our dear friend Shawnee B Hayes and Doctor Phil Abordo for all your weird news and your science and your macabre needs. We love them. They love us. I assume. Oh, hell I haven't yeah. heard the whole Jane episode. Yet, so oh, that's we'll this. See how, uh, how that goes. Uh, short plug: If you're listening to this on Monday, the whatever the hell it's going to be, the twenty twentieth, the twenty third. Uh, no, that can't be right. Twenty first, twenty second. On one, on first, one, no, first, twenty first, Monday the twenty first. This will come out it's on, on the on today. Yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, if you want to listen to an episode of the Whip Around, we have a micro whip. It's a fast one. It's a good one. That that'll be the the good yep, time. It's a good time. It's thirty five minutes, and then we're gonna have the extended holiday one that comes out the Wednesday after this drops, which will be the twenty third, and it is the holiday 
cheer, get Sean drunk, and watch him make horrible faces <laughs> at the drinks I made with love and care and kindness edition of the whip around. I love it. Uh, spoilers. Oh. Uh, we don't say what it was, but Gabe, you and I were definitely right about a couple of our guesses. All right. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. I'm looking forward to that. Also, I miss uh, I miss Shawnee Shawnee B Hayes. Oh, he's been yeah. he's been, been a so dad before Christmas and taking care of all kinds of shit. It's his you know. Yeah, I was figuring that like like in all Dads. this thing, especially with um of like like since I've been working for one bad mother, we there is literally no underestimating the insane amount of work it has become to parent a child at home and school them during pandemic. Oh it's it's I can't even re- imagine doing a plank with something like punching your face for the entire day every day since March. It sounds like a, the most grueling endeavor I've ever heard of. So, meanwhile, I called. Uh, You're on notice, Sean. Love you, Sean. <laughs> Love you, Sean. You're one. Meanwhile, I called my. <laughs> Meanwhile, I called my brother uh, a dad as a comeback. Um, and that's it. Uh, <laughs> so, in the spirit of the Whip Around podcast, our dear friends. Mm-hmm. So, um, gang, starting if you, Phil, who is the Whip Aroundiest of all this of us, you are the mm-hmm. you are the Batlash of the Whip Around. Um, please, um, tell us what is your hazy memory of the show? Fifteen years from now, Dan Nitro Clark is going to pin you against the wall and be like, "What do you remember from F dying, bro?" Also, what is the memory that will connect you most with Sean Hayes? When that, <laughs> that too. Uh, <laughs> as soon as I see Nitro slam me up against the wall, I'm going to be thinking, "Damn it, Sean, why weren't you more positive?" <laughs> I'm in trouble now. <laughs> that's the first thing that's going to go through my mind. And then when I answer that question, it's going to be. Uh, for me, and this is strictly personal, there's there's a lot of beautiful things. It, it was between the Dolphins, which is a really well written story, great little beautiful, story. beautiful story. That was like the, one of my favorites. I'm like, oh, what a wonderful little tale, perfect little beats of just overcoming fear. Right? Wonderful little story. I, and I, I was so close to picking that as the hazy memory, but I have to go with what I mentioned before, which is the stepping down the steps, which for mm. someone who's been through it. Anybody who's been through recovery of some kind of magnitude like that, you know, myself included, holy shit, do you know what he's going through? He writes it so real and so, so clearly that every one of us, that that anybody that's ever been through any recovery, it's like, yeah, I felt that too. And so for me, my memory is going to be feeling understood by Dan Nitro Clark, which is a hell of a sick, <laughs> 37 years on the planet and a, a 38 now. And it's like, wow, I said that sentence. All right. And, 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 and I, but it's true. And what, that's, if you don't mind. that's how I feel. That's going to be my thing. It's like, you understand me. Don't kill me is going to be what I say to him. <laughs> I'm you, Dan. You're me. <laughs> if you don't, uh, if you don't mind, I'm sorry. Uh, uh, Cause I don't know if we've actually explicitly explained what we're talking about. What do you mean by the steps? <laughs> oh, when he's talking about going down the steps, like the, like when he got home after the heart attack, it's um, my, my tabs on the book. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> you dork. Uh, yeah. Someone did research. It was like in the, in the forties <laughs> when he's talking about going down the steps and it's like, you can do this. Broken heart doesn't mean broken man. Like chest pain, no. Shortness of breath, no. I took the next step. Stopped and asked the same question. Chest pain, no. Shortness of breath, no. I went through that with every step I took. Like getting out of bed in the middle of the night to pee after I had the cast off. Like, mm. like okay, I have to go. Let me step out of bed. Can I put pressure on? Okay, easy. Next step. Is there any twinges? Like in that Achilles. Like am I coming apart? Did that hurt? Was that weird? 
It's like it, all of these moments where it's like you just check yourself because you don't want to go back because you're afraid and you got to push through because you know you can, you know you should, you know you will. But that terror of that first steps of recovery is so real and so well written. That's 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 what at, I that's what I will his, take away. At his best, at his best, his writing is really visceral. It's really present and it's really tactile. And I just I just wish the whole thing was. But fair. He has some fair. really really great be- like beats in here where I'm like, oh damn, that's real. So then it should Jay. go to you. <laughs> yes. Should me? Hazy memories also what reminds you of trying to be hazy. Um, yeah. See, I'm uh, I'm gonna think about Sean when I'm cursing him as he buries me alive. <laughs> Wait, Sean or Nitro? To, um, Sean okay. for sure. Sean, yeah. Yeah, Nitro would spare me. I think. Like he'd he'd punch me down and then he'd offer me like a, a grip and be like, "You good, bro?" And I'm like, "Yes, yes, Pop uh, Nitro." Yeah. So, my hazy memory of this is is. I mean, I, I, I have, I have had nowhere near the recovery Phil has. I've, I've, Dude, I've, I've had my, my health issues. Donated I've, a kidney. I've definitely kind of. Yeah, I, I kind of like strolled through it. Wow. The, the actual, the, the, you yeah, know, that was that's not true. I'm just, I'm being ridiculous. But the thing that actually sticks with me in like my life right now that I'm really enjoying that, you know, that I'm, 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 I'm plagued with mental health issues. But the thing that I'm gonna remember the most that I like the most is the story of how he rediscovers his Nitro American Gladiator spandex. <laughs> and he fir- he first looks at it, be- and he remembers being like, I'm never fucking wearing this dumb shit again. I had to wear it on Family Feud, and I felt like an asshole. And then he goes through the whole journey of deciding he's going to wear his spandex to-, to-, to really get a little bit of joy, to feel a little bit of gratitude, to put himself to get over a thing he found humiliating to himself. He decides to wear his spandex is this nitro American gladiator spandex to his um, CrossFit class. And he goes through the entire process of being like, this is stupid. Everyone's going to laugh at you. You're going to look like an idiot. Why are you doing this? He powers through and he has this wonderful moment of cathartic release where he wears this spandex, which is a mark of both his failure and his shame. And he owns it as this wonderful time in his life. And all of his people at CrossFit are like, yeah, nitro. (laughs) I thought it was a really great little anecdote that made me be like, God damn it, Dan Nitro Clark. That's a great little story about conquering your anxiety and your depression and your fears and your hatred. And I, I that's going to stick with me. Like, that's a new perfect mental image for when I think about American Gladiators. I think about, Nitro, about Dan Clark reclaiming who he wants to be and accepting this thing, this part of his life that he kind of left behind. I thought it was a wonderful, that's my favorite little anecdote on the thing besides the dolphins. I love that little story. Daniel. Yeah. Your turn to have the punch me meter point to you. (laughs) And what's your going to, what's going to be your memory of Sean Hayes Hayes? many years from now when he's becoming a galactic emperor. Oh man. I'll remember Sean Hayes when I think of uh, dolphins. (laughs) He's just, when I think of Sean Hayes, I think, Dolphin. Don't you hate dolphins? No, I don't hate <laughs> dolphins. Dolphins are fine. I hate killer whales. Okay. Wait, killer whales are assholes. Uh, what? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know what? They are. I'll allow it. They are nature's pieces of shit. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, that's it. Um, but no, I'm trying to think about what it is because, yeah, no, there are, like I mentioned before, like the story about him, like getting over the quote unquote, like failure of like his first book to, and like feeling like, you know what, it, what that wasn't a success, but like it was, it just wasn't 
the it was it didn't meet like what he would refer to as success, which is uh you know something very important uh, to me as well in terms of um to kind of like really redefine like what you think of as like goals and successes and that like you know there are there are huge successes that you're having that you're ignoring because you're putting yourself in uh yeah and and almost like unrealistic expectations and not maybe not unrealistic but like you're Elevated. you're setting your bar it's like why he he, he it kind of compares to his thing about like how um what is it like comparing yourself against like somebody else is like is yeah of course you're going to be fucking miserable if you're saying like why why am am i not yeah. this like compared to your 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 90 million dollar a year buddy yeah like why yeah. would you compare yourself to that when you're you yeah exactly like can you imagine dan archer being like fuck i'm not that guy you know it's yeah. like you're dan archer you live in beverly hills yeah you you yeah. Uh, you own your home <laughs> beverly hills yeah but like uh, there, there's that, and also, yeah, just hearing about the because I'll, I'll, of course I'm attracted to publishing stories, whatever. Um, oh, but, Daniel! But no, I think those, uh, yeah, those are my big things. But yeah, no, I also just really, really enjoyed the story about him. Also, going through the heart attack and spe- specifically because, like, I, I don't know about y'all, but like, I feel like if I was having a heart attack in a very public setting around other people, <laughs> I would have like a similar kind of reaction about like, like, like shit, I'm really painful. You know what? Just play it cool, man. <laughs> Play I was imagining cool. you being like, help, guys, I shit my pants. <laughs> I don't, yeah, I don't know what it would be. It would be like somewhere between like, like, listen, I'm fine, but it's an emergency or something like that. I don't know. Like, I have no. <laughs> that, that's the stoic in you. Like mm. me, I'd be like, hey, I'm having a heart attack. Daniel, now's <laughs> the time you are driving my car. Because much like Dan Nitro Clark, I am not paying $3,000 for an ambulance ride. Yeah. No, that, isn't that another horrible realization that all of us probably feel? About, yeah. Like, yeah. It's like, it's like, listen, I'm going to die. I don't feel like paying a few thousand bucks. And people would be like, dude, you need a call right now. because like, No, you're driving me. I mean, also similar, speaking of which, in that situation, I might side with the fucking doctor in this. And it's like, yes, but if you die... You need to be surrounded by people who can revitalize you because I cannot do that. So you're telling me to get CPR classes? Yes. Okay, fair enough. There you go. So you can CPR yourself. (laughs) (laughs) So, um, but that's, uh, so I guess that's it. I guess we'll we'll throw aside and until Dan Nitro Clark uh, publishes another book, uh, we can't talk about him all that much anymore. So get on it, Dan Clark. Talk about what it's like getting your knee replaced. Yeah, Dan Clark speedy recovery to your knee Mm -hmm. please come on our show and talk about your favorite book of all time and come on the whip around as well it'll be a great time we'll talk about weird news we will entertain the hell out of you i promise yeah Yeah. please come on the whip around yes oh my god i think it'd be more fun than being on our show Oh, totally he doesn't read a fucking book for this (laughs) yeah (laughs) i just want to hear his take on the stupid shit that we do and i would love to play real or bullshit with him that would be amazing i want him to play him uh what's it called uh the, the whip around train the weird news train. Oh, headline. what train wreck headlines? Train wreck headlines. Yeah. See if he can all, get which. In my mind, is, I want him to. Play, I want him to play choo choo. The train's coming through. <laughs> choo choo. The weird is coming through. It's time the for train wreck headlines. Exactly. <laughs> all right, Dan Clark, you recover and you come on the Whip Around podcast. Yes, please. We love you, Dan. Yeah, and Sean too, I guess. Yeah, Sean. I Fucking guess. Sean. Whatever. Fucking Jesus. That's enough. That was a part of the, the show where we like to do a little thing called plugs. Let's throw it to Phil over here. Phil. Oh goodness gracious want- me. Where do you want people to look to and where can people find you? 
Uh, easily the best place to find me is, of course, the Whip Around Podcast. You can find yeah. us at the whiparoundpodcast.com and any place. Find pods are cast, indeed. Yeah. Come out every Wednesday. Uh, I am the science expert on the show, if you will, uh, although I talk about science that is way out of the realm of my expertise. Like, <laughs> you never like talk about physics? Like giving, <laughs> I never do. It's very rare that I end up talking about physics. It's like, I have a PhD in what? Yeah, I ain't going to talk about that. Let's talk about giving octopodes molly. And, and that shit happens. Uh, which and I was yeah, to that come was on and talk more about marine biology, but I don't know. I mean, we listen, kind of a, we kind of had a disagreement at the last time we were talking about marine biology. <laughs> I was going to say, <laughs> talk listen, about next no time you're on, tenses. I promise I will never talk about marine biology next time. <laughs> uh, I, and uh, my buddy Sean Hayes, uh, who is uh, just the most fantastic uh, voice in podcasting right now. Sorry, true. no, no. How and, dare and, you? And the needle points <laughs> to true, me. Yeah. It's, it's <laughs> beautiful, beautiful, sonorous it, voice. Sean and, and Dan Clark can have like a. a contest about who has the best radio the voice. richest I'll just step off the voice. podcast with my nasal whiny voice I'm like you know what you guys handle this <laughs> Phil, have you heard I'm just our stay voices out of here. Uh, I'm not Dale doing anybody any favors by being here compared to you yeah uh, yeah I'm not doing anybody any favors but Sean is of course the <laughs> the master of the macabre with the uh, macabinet segment where he talks about all things evil dark twisted and and just delightfully strange and uh, mm-hmm. it's a good Indeed. time every Wednesday morning. That's the best place to find me because I just don't do anything else really. Let's be honest here. <laughs> I'm just, you got a, you got a leg to take after. So, I mean, that, I mean, I got a leg. I, I got the end. I got, I'm trying, <laughs> trying to finish a semester. I, yeah. It's just, I'm busy. I got shit to do. You're busy as shit. Phil, I feel just like just find, just find sp- me on my podcast. Just make me happy and do that. Phil, I feel like if you started a Twitch channel where all you did was watch American Gladiators in the background <laughs> and provide commentary, I would watch that every day of my life. Uh-huh. I've had Twitch uh, I mean, lately. I if I knew how to Twitch, if if this old crappy laptop I'm on could <laughs> Twitch, I'd consider it. Uh, yeah. Speaking of which, uh, Gabe, uh, future uh, Twitcher and also future Ring guy. That's me. <laughs> uh, uh, where can people find you? Is there anything that you want to uh, point the listeners to? As always, as ever, please check out Self Evident Asian America's stories. I helped produce and write and create episode three of season one, the talk we're supposed to have. Um, there's been a lot more kidney talk than I like to do normally on this episode. So if you want to hear more about that shit, check that episode out. It's all about my dirty laundry, about my family and my life. It's a good time. I think it's pretty good. It's um, beautiful, so, damn it. Thank you, <laughs> Phil. I really appreciate that. Um, uh, shit. Um, please check out also um, uh, the other Top Gaunt radio show. It is called AP Film, taught by film school professionals. The professors, Melo Morones and Katie Kometz, mm-hmm. um, create their own film school curriculum because they were not allowed to go to film school. They are currently going through their holiday season intensive. It's a great time. They're doing good. Phil, if you ever want to happen to guest on a show where we talk to two 20-something girls about film, I, I, I told Katie that you should have my friend Phil in the show because he's a real professor, unlike you. Ah, and wow. she's like, yes, You did not say that on. to her. And she oh, was, she loved it. She started it. crying. Okay. She was very She upset. was about it. She was very torn So, up. Phil, if you want to guess on AP Film, they'd love to have you to talk about uh, a movie of choice. Isn't Katie the one that was throwing shade at Sean and now, like, by, by yes. proxy because Sean is, my like, one of my best friends in the world? Wait, Katie is just, automatically what? my my mortal enemy like by we accident. I were talking shit on Sean and she jumped on it. <laughs> She's like, yeah, fuck this Sean guy. But was, yeah, that's that me and Gabe being like, fucking stupid I don't know Sean. if I can. I think she's going to have to, well, like... I think both of you should be on the show, then, to talk about a movie. It's going to be a... 
It's going to be a hefty appearance fee if she wants me on at that point. Okay, that's a very fair <laughs> point. Well, please check out that show. They're a great time. They're lovely ladies. They're very funny. I enjoy their program. Um, give them some rates, reviews, and subscribes. Uh, check out uh, One Bad Mother, the show that I produce for Maximum Fun, where um, Biz Ellis and Theresa Thorne talk about parenting matters in a very funny, foul mouth way. It's a great time. I'm very, very proud to work for them. They're really awesome. And follow me on Instagram at read.richards. Read like reading a book. Daniel! Yeah, you can follow me on t- uh, Twitter at Top Count Radio, uh, Slow Readers at uh, Anst- Instagram. Uh, also, check out uh, my fiction, which is available anywhere you get your ebooks, but specifically physical copies are available on Amazon. They are A Cook in the Kingdom and The Shadow from the Deep. Oh my God! Uh, that said, I want to plug just one very plus in general. Hey! T- uh, check it out. Like, I have it right now. Also, the audio quality is so much better than fucking Stitcher and all that other shit. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> Daniel listens to people sob for like six hours worth of the day. Yeah, and, but like, <laughs> I have a bunch of shows that I've helped out there, including uh, Dr. Death, uh, Do No Harm. Do No Harm is doing amazingly well. Do No Harm actually has more reviews right now than Dr. Death Season 2. Wow. Which is incredible. Uh, but that's that's awesome. Good on you, everyone in the Doc, uh, Do No Harm team, including Leta Panya. Uh, but, and also Jacked is out there. Jacked, Jacked. also Jacked isn't getting enough attention out there. Uh, so, but it's really fucking solid. And also it was one of the very few shows where like, because I only like cut, I only did like like uh, rough draft edits on like half the show where I was like I have no idea what's going on with this thing I only heard half the story so it was really fun to check. If it you out, all you New Jack Swing fans out there, all you all you New Jack fans and Taraji fans, I really want to I really want to watch the Wesley Snipes movie New Jack City. Uh, that that has really nothing fucking... to do with New Jack Swing. <laughs> what it's, that it's was actually... going to be my question. Thank you for answering it. <laughs> uh, no, it uh, it it well yeah it does. It actually features a lot of the music that's in there. Also, um, okay, that's and the name comes in. Also, the guy who the journalist who gave. Uh, the name to New Jack, uh, the New Jack Sound, uh, wrote, uh, wrote the screenplay, I believe. Really? And, and also the the episode. Uh, I've seen New Jack City. That's a very not dancey movie. Yeah, and uh, not only that, but the the uh, in the in the show Jacked, they actually do include clips from uh, uh, the thing. I would know color because me, I pulled them. <laughs> color me incorrect. Yeah, uh, but that said, uh, I do also do want to point out that Alia out there, check out. John the Cray fiction, seriously, or not even non <laughs> fiction, sure. non fiction stories, because uh, we lost one of our great ones. Uh, I recently picked up again uh, his most recent uh, autobiographical story, which was the Pigeon Tunnel, which is very fantastic. Just kind of like going through like his memories about like his his life, working in the service, and all that. Uh, uh, yeah, uh, now is the time to to revisit him. So yeah. And uh, that's all I got to say. And that's the uh, end of the show. Phil, as always, thank you so much for being on our show. Your thank you for having me. Uh, always a riot. They're always I unintentionally fun. two hours of drunken hilarity. And we love having you. I don't know. Listen, I, I wish I had more time to to spend with you guys. I wish you were back on the East Coast for selfish reasons only, of course. Aww. And, and I, I was saying to my stepmom, she was like, well, you know, it's so nice you get to do that kind of stuff. And I was like, yeah, it's scheduled hangout time for people I don't get to see otherwise. And that's why I love doing <laughs> yeah, this kind man. of shit. Yeah. And Chrissy, so, yeah. And, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, thanks again for having me. I don't I know, it. It, it's great to have you. I, it's almost things where it's like, oh, too bad we can't have Phil on every week. Yeah, if we could yeah. have you on way more often, we would, but we know you're a busy bee. I also, can't yeah. read that much shit. I <laughs> <laughs> <Neither laughs> just we. can't yeah, do no, it. Hey, we just, yeah, we just hurt ourselves to do it. Yeah. Also, yeah. Also, if we if we if we would do that, like every episode would have like six people on. <laughs> yeah. There are a lot of people. I would so love a to whole be fucking like, be, like round cool. table every episode. It would be great to have everybody on. It would be constantly. Chapel Trap House, but really. about books. <laughs> yeah. Until until next time, Phil, uh, thank you so much for joining us. Thanks again. We appreciate you, Phil. We love you guys. And, I'm s- and we love you, we slow love readers. Ya.
Bye. Oh. oh. Top Gallant Radio, brought to you by Daniel Gonzalez and Gabe Mara. <laughs>